glad to have back with us President O'Grady. John O'Grady joined us back on June 1st. Very informative, compelling guest. Very excited to have him back. And as I mentioned, he's president of AFGE Council 238. They represent over 9,000 U.S. EPA employees nationwide, including environmental protection specialists, engineers, and scientists. Uh, President O'Grady, good to have you with us. Thank you for joining us today, sir. Good afternoon. Thank you so much, Leslie. Glad to be here. Uh, talk to us about National Save the U.S. EPA Day, uh, a press conference with uh, members of Congress uh, that is all, that is going to be taking place. And, and tell us why and why this is necessary. We've been working on this uh, for, for a little bit of time now. Um, the reason it's important is that if you look basically at the 2006 budget for EPA, it was $7.6 billion. In today's dollars in 2017, that would be $9.3 billion. Um, and I make that point because the agency has been starved for years in terms of money. And this is in light of the fact that EPA's budget is only 0.2% of the overall federal budget. So it's, it stymies me to understand why um, the Congress and this administration are trying to basically shut EPA down by not funding it properly and not staffing it properly so that we uh, people understand um uh, you know first of all correct me if i'm wrong the epa this, this has become so political and, and it shouldn't be um this uh, division of our government correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't this originally under richard nixon uh it wasn't this created then under a republican president in other words this should not be a left-right issue this is what's best for the nation and for the people uh this agency and properly funding it is is necessary because when you have a reduction by you know uh you know at least a minimum of seven percent uh you know and having it like you mentioned the lowest funding for the agency uh since the reagan administration uh, with uh, with climate change and, and more people and more uh, neglect, unfortunately, to our environment and to our planet, you know, there should be more money uh, put into the EPA, not less. So uh, am, I, am I correct that this is not a, you know, this is not a Democratic uh, or a Democrat invention? It hasn't been a Democratic invention or really a Republican invention. It became about it came about because of people's concern for rivers catching on fire, uh, lakes dying, um, toxic waters, uh, uh, streams and rivers were foaming because of detergents. There were um, algae blooms and so on and so forth. Uh, drums filled with half spent uh, with uh, half filled drums of spent chemicals. So it was really the people of America who said, okay, this is enough. We want clean air, clean water, clean land. And uh, it has not been a partisan issue until just recently. And I say just recently, really since about uh, the time President Bush, too, came in office. Uh, and then it became very, very um, divisive. And uh, it shouldn't be. It's a human health agency. Uh, we ensure that children uh, with asthma are protected. We ensure that the elderly with cardiopulmonary difficulties are taken care of. We make sure that you can get a glass of water from your kitchen sink and it's clean and it's free of toxic pollutants. So I, it stymies me to understand what the problem is in Congress or uh, with the administration. This proposed uh, budget, if passed, would result in the elimination of the Office of Environmental Justice 
the Office of Public Engagement, and all 14 climate voluntary partnership programs. Talk to us more specifically um, about what those offices and those uh, 14 voluntary partnership programs mean to, uh, you know, everyday uh, people, to the voters. Well, all people have to do is look at their newscast and see the impacts of Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma. And uh, I'm not saying that hurricanes are caused by climate change, no, but they are exacerbated. They're made more powerful, more strong, more lasting because of climate change. And also, uh, the other factor going on is that we're pumping so much water out of our groundwater table and uh, pumping so much oil out of the Gulf that it actually lowers the Gulf floor. It lowers the, uh, the elevation of the land and makes it more susceptible to flooding. And also, with respect to the Gulf, uh, more water comes in, so there's more water available. Uh, the Gulf atmosphere was about 3.6 degrees warmer than normal, which fed Hurricane Harvey. Uh, it, it's clear there's a link. Uh, th- there's also funding that would be slashed, uh, state grants, uh, geographic programs, funding for science and technology programs, all of this uh, cut by uh, 14%. Uh, talk to us about how communities uh, suffer further. You talked about when we have uh, such storms as we've seen in Florida with Irma and in Texas with Harvey. Uh, but, but you know, I, I mean, uh, the communities suffer beyond recovery and relief uh, funding from hurricanes or other uh, natural disasters, right? I mean, it, there's just so much that's going on that's in need, uh, especially for those uh, states uh, like Florida, uh, the south of Florida specifically, um, or in northern California, a few hours north of where I am, and, you know, the city along the bay, San Francisco. These are just some examples of of, of cities and states that are along uh, waterways, whether, you know, it be a sea, it, it be a river, it be a bay or an ocean, uh, that entirely uh, are reliant on, even when we're not in a natural disaster state, uh, the uh, type of program, the research, and the money that it takes for the EPA to do its job properly. That is correct. And uh, one of the uh, critical factors that people, most people aren't aware of is that 65% of the U.S. EPA's budget passes through the agency and goes to states, municipalities, and tribal authorities. In addition, uh, all of those three entities rely upon the U.S. EPA for technical assistance, for boots on the ground with respect to uh, first responders, uh, for example, in the case of Hurricane Harvey. And uh, they also rely upon us for enforcement because, as we all know, pollution does not stop at the state line. President O'Grady, you were also uh, the spokesperson, national spokesperson for the Save the U.S. EPA campaign. And I want to say something. I want folks to listen. This is a quote from President O'Grady. Long considered one of the world's leading environmental and human uh, health research organizations, the EPA is already operating at 1989 staffing levels. In light of the proposed budget, we are deeply concerned about the ability of the EPA to function as an agency and fulfill our mission to protect the country's air, water, land, and endangered species. We must do everything we can to safeguard our environment, and that starts with fighting this budget every step of the way. Two questions here, President O'Grady. First, for people listening, what can they do to enter this fight and to help in this fight? Number one, call your congressional representative and ask him or her to fully staff and fully fund the U.S. EPA. Second, 
call both of your U.S. senators and ask them the same to fully fund and fully staff the U.S. EPA. Make sure that they understand that this is not a, a partisan issue. This is a bipartisan issue. This is an issue for those children that suffer from asthma, from the elderly. Um, if this is uh, an issue so that all of us can turn our tap on and get drinkable water that we can uh, swim in our lakes and rivers. I mean, come on, Congress, what, what, what gives here? Um, so give them a call, email them, write them, go to town hall meetings, get involved in politics, or they will make the decisions all by themselves, and we don't want that. Um, also, I wanted to ask, in addition to what, uh, you know, what people can do, speaking of politics, okay, there are Republicans that are going to be heavily, heavily affected, if not tomorrow, in weeks, months, certainly years ahead, if they don't protect the air, water, land, and the endangered species in their districts. I mean, this is going to affect their constituents, and that will eventually affect those constituents' votes. So, you know, this is a political win, technically, both for Democrats and Republicans. I don't think Republicans don't want clean air, clean water, um, you know, safe and clean land. Well, I think it's a... uh... Um, a matter of strong political lobbyists from the chemical industries and others who do not want to be regulated, who want to be able to do whatever they want with our clean air and our clean water and our clean land. And uh, it costs millions of dollars to run for office. And unfortunately, many congressional representatives and many U.S. senators accept money from these lobbyists and then they do their bidding, which is contrary to what all of us as Americans need. It is our right to have clean air, our right to have clean water, and our right to have clean land. It doesn't belong to corporations. I agree. Let's go to callers on line three in Buffalo, New York. Dean joins us. And if you want to join us, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Dean, question or comment for our guest? Well, uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, we need the EPA now more than ever. I mean, just add a little fuel to the fire. I'm from Buffalo, and we've had five five tornadoes this summer and two earthquakes this, this summer, which you could argue is from uh, fracking. So it doesn't make any sense that these politicians are so much in lining their money with uh, fundraising dollars and turning their back on climate change. Okay, good point. Yes, I think it's an excellent point, and you're exactly right. Um, The frequency and the severity of uh, tornadoes, hurricanes, forest fires, droughts are all being fueled, unfortunately, by our lack of response to climate change. And Uh, Unfortunately, we have an administrator of the U.S. EPA right now, uh, Scott Pruitt, who doesn't even want to talk about climate change. In fact, when the the phrase climate change came up on the news recently with respect to Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma, he deferred. He did not want to talk about it. He did not want to make the connection between climate change and the severity of these storms. And that is 
burying your head in the sand. Thank you for your call, Dean. If you want to join us, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Uh, you must have read my mind, and this is a good segue into uh, uh, Pruitt. I mean, he is the administrator for the EPA, Scott Pruitt. Um, he talks about the link between climate change and hurricanes, and he thinks that the time to talk about it is never. You're referring to an interview on CNN he had on the hurricanes, both of them, Irma and Harvey. He slammed scientists for discussing the cause and effect of these storms, saying that to use time and effort to address it at this point is very, very insensitive to the people of Florida. That's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, it's the job of a scientist and a meteorologist to talk about the cause and effect of these storms, because if we don't address the cause, we're going to have more and more storms, and that is very insensitive to the people of Florida, Texas, and all of the rest of the 48 states, in addition to those two states totaling 50 in our nation. I, I agree 100%, and this is uh, these events are going to continue to occur. They're going to continue to occur with greater frequency and with greater severity, so now is the time to address it. In fact, we should have addressed it 10 years ago. Um, but we need to address it now. Besides the fact, I'm sure you've seen more polls on this than I, um, even though we hear a lot of people out of this administration, um, there are plenty of Republicans. We heard John McCain recently. Uh, we know uh, former President George W. Bush. Uh, we, we know a lot of Republicans, a lot of conservatives that do believe in climate change and do indeed feel that this is the time to talk about what is going on and and the uh, co- contribution by climate change to to the increased uh, in in not just uh, frequency but duration and uh, strength of the storms that we're experiencing here and throughout the world. Uh, that's exactly right. In fact, uh, Christy Todd Whitman, a Republican who was former administrator for EPA, has come out in no uncertain terms, essentially criticizing Mr. Pruitt because he is not doing the job for the agency that he is empowered to do. Uh, The agency, again, is a human health agency, protects human health and the environment, and all we've heard about is deregulation, rule of law, let's pull back the uh, waters of the United States rule. He doesn't believe uh, climate change. Uh, He either has come out at times and said he doesn't believe in climate change, and other times he says, oh, yeah, it exists, but we're over... um, speaking about it. We're blowing it out of proportion, and the amount of, of contribution from human beings uh, is uncertain. That's absolute baloney. Um, it's very clear that human activity causes the increase in carbon dioxide as one of the major greenhouse gases. And if you think in terms of a microwave, um, what happens with climate change is the same thing. Microwaves heat up food because they make the molecules of water vibrate and and cause friction. The sun does the same thing with carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases, and it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter. So at what point are we going to say, okay, uh, you're right, climate change is caused by human activity 20 years from now, 30 How about right now? We appreciate you being with us. I could talk to you all day about this. Uh, I want to give some information. Uh, Check out the websites savetheusepa.org and also www.afge.org. On Twitter, follow at savetheusepa. 
and at AFGE National.